Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be back with you again today. We are on part two of talking about signs of the end times. The specific signs that Jesus gave and that God gave through his word that points you at the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus said there will be multiple signs that will be in the earth that you will be able to identify and say, oh, Jesus is coming back very, very soon. So these are signs of the end times. And I believe God is going to bless you today. I believe as I show you what the Bible says pertaining to the end times and Jesus coming back again, you're going to be blessed and we're going to move up higher in Jesus' mighty name. As you're jumping on, give this video a thumbs up if you haven't already. It helps us out tremendously. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure that you do that now and share this with somebody so that they know what the end time signs are and how to look for them. Welcome TJ as you're jumping on. Welcome Jorge, Amber, I love you. Good to see you. Oh, TG, I apologize, not TJ. Marcus Johnson, God bless you. Elijah Waters from Richland, Virginia. I don't know who that is. General Assembly, Church of Jesus Christ. Hello, Brother Colton. God bless you. Orlando, Florida. I love that. Man, I love you guys down in Orlando. Orlando is blessed. TJ Walters, God bless you. Hey, as you're jumping on, share this with somebody that needs to know what the Bible says about the end times. Yesterday, we almost broke 100 on the live stream. Let's break 100 live viewers on the live stream today. We're already at just over 50. We're at 52 right now. Blessings in Puerto Rico. James Miller, Carmen Ramos, Jessica Liber. Good to see you. Hey, Jessica, thanks for joining. This is your first time on. We got Tanea and Tanya, Burlingham, Washington. I love you. Kimberly Walker in Dallas, Texas. Kimberly Walker, you're not far from me. I'm in Ruston, Louisiana. God bless you, Jason Brown. Wow, we got a ton of people on. I love it. You are going to be blessed today. Stick around to the end because these signs of the end times are going to shock you. Ross Lopez in Chicago. Ryan in Ohio. God bless you, everybody. Stick around to the end. You're going to really, really enjoy this one. Take your Bible and go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Somebody can type that in the comments for people that are jumping on a little later. 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. These are the signs of the end times. Marcus, I'm 26. Thanks for asking. If you missed part one... I started yesterday with this new series, Signs of the End Times. This I covered seven signs that prove Jesus is coming back very soon. So after you're done watching this video, make sure you go watch yesterday's videos, the seven signs of Jesus' second coming. And you'll really appreciate that. Hey, we got people in Sweden. I love this. You guys are great. I love you so much. All right, let's get into it. 1 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Look at this. You can write it down in your Bible, highlight it, text it to your grandma, write it on a letter, send it via pigeon mail to your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend. I don't care what you do. Just make sure that you get this in your spirit. Pay attention to what I'm about to show you right now because these are the signs of Jesus' second coming. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit clearly says, 
The Spirit is saying this. This isn't just some random doctrine that was written down in the early 1900s of man just coming up with his own uh, agenda saying that Jesus is coming back soon. No. Good morning, Logan. The Spirit says this. Now, the Spirit clearly says that in the last times, we are in the last times. We're in the final moments, the final seconds of the final hours of the last days, the end times. In the last times, some will depart from the faith and they will pay attention to, I want you to write this down, number one, seducing spirits. Number two, and doctrines of devils. The two things that will show you clearly that you're in the last days is people will start to leave the church and leave the truth of what God's word says to go follow doctrines of devils that are created by seducing spirits. Somebody type in the comments, I will not be deceived. I believe if you're watching this right now, you're going to be among those like me that will choose not to be deceived in the last days. That even though other people might fall away, other people might leave the church, they might give in to seducing spirits, I will not. And I know that you will not if you're watching this video. We will not be deceived. We will not be enticed by seducing spirits. Now I want you to write this down. What is a seducing spirit? A seducing spirit is a spirit that seems right, but it's wrong. For example, if you're a man and a young woman is trying to seduce you into premarital sex, sex is not wrong. Sex is a beautiful thing, but it's made for the covenant of marriage to be intimate with one another. God made that a blessing to us, but he put it in the confines of marriage, of covenant. There's a way to do it right. So a seducing woman, although the end result is terrible and it's seduction and it's evil and it's manipulation, it's not necessarily wrong totally. If you're kind of picking up what I'm saying, that might be a terrible example, but it's the best way I can explain it. So a seducing spirit, an antichrist spirit, is a spirit from hell that makes you think that you're doing what the Bible says and you're doing it right, but it's wrong. For example, people will say, well, you got to love your neighbor. Therefore, you can't call people out if they're living in sin. You got to love your neighbor. Therefore, you can't go on social media and tell people the truth about what the Bible says when it says that you have to live holy as your father is holy in heaven. Love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. And they'll take all these crazy things and they'll shove it under the rug of love your neighbor. And it's a seducing spirit that gets people to fall away from God's word. Don't be deceived by a seducing spirit. Number two, doctrines of devils. So a seducing spirit will seduce you away from the truth, which is God's word, and get you into a doctrine of devils. A doctrine of devils is opposite of a doctrine of God. That should be super easy to understand. <laughs> a doctrine of devils is grace covers everything that you could ever do. Therefore, you can live however you want and you don't have to live for God. Nope, that's not right. A doctrine of devils twists the truth just enough to where it sounds right and it might look right, but it's actually wrong at the root. For example, the devil himself 
came and tempted Jesus with a doctrine of devils. Remember, when Satan came in the desert to Jesus in the wilderness, what did he say? If you really are the son of God, turn this bread or this stone into bread and eat it. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Father. So once the devil saw Jesus knew the word, he then used the word to seduce him, trying to get him to give into a doctrine of devils. He said, if you really are the son of God, isn't it written that if you throw yourself off of this temple, your angels will catch you concerning you, lest you strike your foot against the stone. So the devil will come and use the scripture against you. That's a doctrine of devil, of the devil. A doctrine of devils is when the devil tries to use scripture against you and twist it just enough to where it looks right, but it's wrong. So we're not going to be deceived. We're not given into a doctrine of devils and we will not be seduced by evil spirits. Let's keep reading. Verse two, first Timothy four, verse two. These are signs of the end times that show that Jesus is coming back very soon. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from certain foods which God has created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So here are more signs that were in the last days. The Bible says that they will speak lies in hypocrisy. What is the number one thing that you see in the media right now by a certain political party or people that are being hypocritical toward Christians? They say, love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. But the moment that you start preaching the truth, which is the word of God, suddenly the love your neighbor thing goes out the windows and in the window and they become hypocrites real quick. And they turn to violence. They start rioting in the streets. They start killing people. Excuse me. They start going bonkers. And they become full-on hypocrites. That's a sign that we're in the last days. And it says that their consciences will be seared. Good morning, kids. Their consciences will be seared with a hot iron. What that means is not only will they be hypocrites... Yeah, someone said, sounds like the left. Hey, you said it, brother. <laughs> Make sure as you're jumping on, give this video a thumbs up and keep sharing it. Let's get up to 100 live viewers while we're on here this morning. Not only will they be hypocrites, but their consciences will be seared with a hot iron. What that means is that the Holy Spirit won't even be able to adjust them. They'll be so seared in their conscience that they just live a life opposite of the word of God and they throw it all under grace. They're so seared in their conscience that the spirit of God cannot speak to them and correct them. These are the signs of the end times. Two more things. I want you to write these down. God bless you, Ross. I'll see you on the next live. Two more signs. I want you to write these down. These are important. They will forbid to marry. And they will.
command people to abstain from certain foods. The original is pertaining to meat. The original translation says they will get you to stop eating meat. Well, look at what's happening in the earth right now. The two main agendas in a certain political party with the antichrist system is that they're telling you you don't have to wait till marriage to have sex. You don't have to be married to be in a relationship and live with one another. In fact, marriage is basically out the window because you can just sleep with whoever you want and whatever you want. doesn't matter what your gender is. That's what they start telling you. So they're actually twisting it so much that at the end of the day, you're going to notice that people are just going to say, well, let's just get rid of marriage in and of itself because it clearly doesn't have any value anymore. That is the direction that the Antichrist spirit is going. And number two, they will get you to abstain from eating meat. Look at what the news is talking about recently. Bill Gates and many other people. They're saying by 2030, you won't be eating meat anymore and you'll be happy. You won't own any property and you'll be happy. You won't own a house or a car. You'll be working the same job as everybody else and you'll be happy. You can see it's the Antichrist spirit. And I'm going to continue next week. I'm going to keep teaching you the signs of the end times so that you know how to identify the time that we're in and how you can conquer it, how we can live above it. Because the church is still in the earth. And because the church is still in the earth, the devil has no power here. The Antichrist cannot rule and reign and step up in this life while the church is still on the earth. Somebody type in the comments, I have power over the Antichrist. I have power over the Antichrist. So even though the Antichrist has an agenda, even though the devil has something at work in the earth, it's below my feet. It doesn't bother me. The devil can't touch my money. He can't touch my health. He can't touch my family, my relationships, my business, my house. The devil can't touch me. He's under my feet. But I'm aware of what's going on in the earth, so I'm going to play a level higher because I'm seated in heavenly places. I get to watch while everybody else goes through it. And while I'm sitting up here, I'm going to be pulling people out. I'm pulling people out of the world, and I'm seating them with me in heavenly places with Christ Jesus as we get them saved. Amen? Amen. Let's keep reading. Verse 4, for everything created by God is good and not to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. So you'll know that you're in the end times because they're going to get you to try to stop marrying people and they're going to get you to stop eating meat. Remember, this is written 2,000 years ago. They didn't have Facebook. Nobody saw this on TikTok and said, hey, this is what's going on right now in the news. I bet they're going to try to get us to stop eating meat. No, the spirit clearly says is how this chapter begins. Hello, Melody. Hello, Michael King. God bless you. Eric, God bless you. Chris Juan, God bless you. Sean, God bless you. I love all the new people we got on. Keep giving this video a thumbs up and keep sharing it with people. Let's hit 100 today. 100 live streamers. We got 70 on right now. 68 to be exact. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. These are more signs that we're in the end times. Starting in verse 1. The last days is what this is titled. The last days. 
Know this. In the last days, perilous times will come. Ding, ding, ding. Number one, my end time radar is going off. First sign that you'll know that you're in the last days is there will be perilous times. Well, look, all over social media, all over the news, it seems like every other day or every other week, something crazy is going on right now. If you look in the news in China, there's like crazy uproars happening all over China. There's uproars in Singapore, I believe it is. There's uproars everywhere. People rebelling, anarchy, coups happening right now because of the pandemic and because government's trying to control people. Because this antichrist system is trying to bring everybody under a one world currency, a one world order, a one world government, a one world military, a one world religion. And those people that have had their last taste of freedom are rebelling right now as these perilous times come on the earth. Verse 2, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. I want you to write these down. How will you know you're in the last days? Men will be in love with themselves. Pride. Think about social media. All social media is surrounded by is taking pictures of yourself, posting it on your Facebook timeline. I took my kids to the lake. I got little Johnny a baseball bat. Look at me. I'm the best dad. I'm the best mom. Look at me. I got my bikini on all summer long. All social media is, is one big vanity. That's what the Bible says. Men will be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money. The rat race. Think about, I don't know if you watch a ton of YouTube videos like I do, but I'm very passionate about business. I like being an entrepreneur. I haven't done it since I've gone full-time in the ministry, but I, I like producing wealth and generating wealth. Yeah, that's right, Colton. I'm going to the store. Here's a selfie stuffed into like a shirt and sweatpants that are too small for you. You look like a stuffed sausage, you know? (laughs) Hey, look at this. We're at 85. Come on. Is that 85? Yep, we're at 85 viewers. Keep giving this video a thumbs up. Keep sharing it. Let's get to 100. So men will be lovers of themselves and they'll be lovers of money. If you look at social media and YouTube, some of the top searched and watched content right now is how to make money. Now, making money is not bad. Generating wealth is not bad. It's God that gives us the power to generate wealth. But he said it'll be a sign at the last days that you're about to be raptured out of the earth because men will start to fall in love with making money. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. They'll be boastful. They'll be proud. They'll be blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. I want you to write that down. Keep liking, keep sharing. We're at 94. Glory to God. We're going to break 100. I feel it right now. Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, slanderers, unrestrained, fierce despisers of those who are good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of the pleasures, more than lovers of God, And having a form of godliness, I want you to highlight this in your Bible. Verse 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4. These are the signs of the last days. Having a, this is verse 5 now, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Turn away from such people, the Bible says. One of the key ways to know that you're in the last days and Jesus is coming back soon is that the church will have a form of godliness, but deny its power. They'll deny the power of the Holy Ghost. 
They'll deny the power, the deny the power that makes them godly, another translation says. The power of the Spirit, which delivers us from sickness, from disease, from poverty, from sin. That power will be denied in the church. So they'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power. That's what most Christianity is today. Good communicators who can get up on a stage, they can riddle you a nice six-point sermon, make you feel real good, tickle your ears once or twice, and then send you on your way, and there's no change that happens. I want you to know that when you encounter God, when the power of God is at work in a church and in a service, it is impossible to leave the same. So find a church, find a company, find a man and a woman of God, find a pastor that flows in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Because in the last days, one of the results of being in the last days and one of the signs is that people will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power. I don't know about you, but I refuse to deny the power. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of speaking in tongues. I'm not ashamed of laying hands on the sick and casting out devils. I choose the power of God no matter what. I've drawn that line in the sand. As for me, I will never deny the power that has made me godly. And I'm not going to fall in line with any of those signs. But you know that we're in the last days because of every sign that I just told you. These are the last days. Jesus is coming very, very soon. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you need to give your life to Jesus. I was an atheist for 20 years. I had a supernatural encounter with Jesus. I made him the Lord and Savior of my life. I got born again, and he totally transformed my life. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you can go watch the video on my YouTube channel, How to Know for a Fact that You're Going to Heaven. And if you missed the seven signs that I taught on yesterday to prove that Jesus is coming back very soon, go watch that video as well. But these are the signs of the end times. You got to know the times we're living in. You got to know that time is short. Jesus is coming back. You got to preach the gospel. You got to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your city, tell your school, tell your business. Tell people Jesus is alive. And he's coming back very, very soon. And that's what I've purposed to do. I've purposed to make sure that I come on here almost every day of the week and I preach God's word. I let people know Jesus loves them. And he died for you so that you can be saved. So that you don't have to go through all of this stuff that everybody else goes through. Jesus is real. He's the son of God. And he'll save you now. And when he does come back, he'll rapture you out of the earth. These are the end time signs that prove Jesus is coming back very, very soon. I want to read one more scripture to you. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And then I'm going to pray for you, so don't leave yet. And if you've made it this far into the live stream, that means you're pretty committed. It means you love the Lord. It means you love his word. And it means you must like what I'm teaching. So you can join me Monday through Thursday at 11.30 a.m. each morning, and I'm going to have a fresh live stream for you. We're going to talk about what the Bible says. I'm going to teach you about signs and wonders and miracles, teach you about the end times, teach you the truth about the Bible, the full counsel of God's Word. Listen to this in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, 
shaken together and running over will men give unto you. For with the measure that you use, it will be measured unto you. There's a concept in the Bible called the law of sowing and reaping. It's a spiritual law that whatever you give in life comes back to you. It's a spiritual law that God implemented. That's why the golden rule, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Because everything that you sow in this life comes back to you in greater measure, according to Jesus. That's what Jesus said. Whatever you give, it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Men will give liberally or generously into your bosom. When I first understood this spiritual law, and I became a generous giver, as I began to give, men and God began to give unto me generously. I remember the first time that I tapped into this, and I became a generous giver. My financial life changed forever. The key is to become a generous giver to the move of God. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, If you seek first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness, everything else will simply be added unto you. Jesus said, Where a man's treasure is, or where a man's money is, is where his heart will be also. So when I became a generous giver and I started giving financially to the advancement of God's kingdom, God began to increase my finances because his word is true. And what you give comes back to you. So I want to give you an opportunity before I pray for you to give financially to the ministry. If you've been blessed by these teachings and if you want to see this generation be born again and be saved and come into the kingdom of God, this is how you can help me to continue putting out content, to continue preaching the gospel, and to keep getting people saved. And the promise is that as you give to the advancement of God's kingdom, you know that it will be given back to you. There's an old saying that says, if God can get it through you, God can get it to you. When you're generous to what God is doing in the earth, God blesses you financially. So the different ways that you can help out financially and become a partner with us is through Cash App at dollar sign Revival Way. You can give on Venmo at Revival Way. Or you can give through PayPal at Revival Way. Or this is the best method, I believe, if you go to our website, RevivalWay.com, and click Partner Financially Today. I want to challenge you to become a monthly partner with us. If you like this ministry, which it looks like you do because you're watching this video, and if you like what we're doing, we're reaching Generation Z with the Word of God, then it helps us tremendously if you partner with us each and every month. Some people give $20 a month. Some people give $100 a month. Some people give $1,000 a month. So I'd ask you to, to pray and ask the Lord, what would you have me give, Father? And whatever number he puts on your heart, I thank you for your generous giving. You're making a major difference in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to pray for you. I like to give shout outs to people that give financially. So let me honor you. When you honor the advancement of God's kingdom, I like to honor you publicly. Dennis, thank you for your financial support. Marvin, thank you for your seed. Miss Lady T, thank you. Pierre, thank you. Jeremiah and Amber, thank you. Heather Martin, thank you on Cash App. On PayPal, 
Thank you, Amy, Abigail, Alicia, Stephanie, Jim, thank you. Francis, thank you. Abigail, thank you. God bless you all for your financial giving. You're making a big difference and we really appreciate it. On Venmo, I'd like to thank people that have given on Venmo this week as well. You've been a major blessing to us. John Stafford, Shayla Goldsberry, David Wright, thank you. Sophie Humphreys, Sandra Carey, thank you very much. Tanea, and many others. Spencer Harris, thank you, thank you, thank you for your giving. You're helping us make a difference in the earth and to reach this generation with the gospel. So thank you again. And I'll show you on your screen here, anybody that gives today, if you give $50 or more, I'll send you my book, The Law of Sowing and Reaping. These are financial secrets that you find in the Bible to make sure that you're never broke ever again. If you send $100 or more, I'll send you both my books, The Law of Sowing and Reaping and Renewing Your Mind, as a way of saying thank you for your financial giving. Those books are genuinely powerful. I really enjoyed writing those books. And I've heard many testimonies of people's lives being changed from reading them. So you want to make sure you get these books. And anyone that sends $1,000 or more, I'll send you both of my books for free. And another book that changed my life, it's called Financial Overflow by Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. So as a way of saying thank you for your generous giving, I'll be sending those to all of you. I love you very much. I thank you for joining me today. Make sure that you go watch the videos I posted this week, the seven signs that prove Jesus is coming soon, and go watch my video that I made about angels, where I teach you how to use angels and how to work with angels here in this life. I love you. God bless you. Let me pray for you very quickly, those of you that gave today. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, every person that gave financially, I loose a blessing on them. And I partner with their seed now. Might it multiply in Jesus' mighty name. I speak a hundredfold return on their seed. We thank you for a whopper of a harvest. Angels, cause the word to work. Cause the money to come. Bring in our harvest. We plead the blood of Jesus over our finances. And Satan, take your hands off of their money. Take your hands off of my money. And angels, cause the money to come. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship you. We thank you for it, Lord. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. These are the signs of the end times. Make sure that you comment where you're watching from in the earth and share this with a friend. I love you and I'll see you next week. God bless you.